you are tuned into Workplace Radio for us all. And you know that's right. The baddest podcast in all the land. Okay. Go Tom. With Tom, Tay, and Shay. Let's go. Let's get it. Here we go. Go Tay. Go. Welcome to Workplace Radio for us all. With Tom, Tay, and Shay. Let's go. Let's get it. Today's podcast is dealing with workplace safety. Uh, We have uh, two guests today uh, to speak about workplace safety. We have Bill and Gwen. Gwen. And and we want to thank you for joining us uh, to Workplace Radio for us all as our guest. And um, who would like to start off today, Gwen? Would you like to start off? Dealing with um, different things, what kind of job that you that you've been doing or have been done, um, what kind of things dealing with safety, um, or maybe certain things that you've had to encounter um, as a result of being on the job. Well, I, starting out, I, I started off in nursing. You know, there's a whole issue of safety with that to, to maintain, to keep you healthy. But what I realized, I had the most problems staying safe was when I transferred over and became an electrician. And so I, I dealt with the issue of being the only female that was an electrician and that I read up on the rules and regulations for the safety and keeping myself safe. It was a, you know, you get a supervisor, they want a job done. They don't care about your safety. They just want the job done. But the type of employee that I was, my safety is more important than the job. So I would go read up on my OSHA book, the rules and regulations, which is supposed to be available to the employees to read anytime they want. And it's supposed to be in a public place so that they can see it and read it. I will look up all the rules and regulations pertaining to my job and what it was that I was supposed to do. And if I found that something was unsafe, I did not under any circumstance, perform their job, which didn't go well. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, um, when you read up on the OSHA uh, safety and different things that you um, that you found through your reading, um, how did that really affect your um, your job as far as and even your interactions with your supervisor? Um, was there any situations that presented itself? Uh, it was a situation where I had to go down to a manhole. Um, it was a, a, an enormous manhole, something that I had to be dropped down in on a harness to get in. But a the fire department had came down because they seen us going into the manhole and told us do not go into the manhole because there was a fire in the manhole a block away and everything was coming back in our direction. That it was, mm. a, it was a breathing hazard and they didn't know what kind of chemicals was down there not to go down there. My supervisor opened the manhole, he didn't see any smoke and he insisted I go down anyway. So I'm like, all right, I don't see no smoke. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go down. So they start lowering me down. I have asthma. Before we can get halfway down, I couldn't breathe. Mm. So I tugged on the cord for him to pull me back up. When I come back up, I tell him I can't breathe. My supervisor gets mad and tells me if I don't go down there, he's going to write me up for insubordination. And I told him, well, I don't care 
write me up. Just like you, you now use an ink pen, so do I. So I didn't go down there. He went down there. When we get back to the job, we get forward into the office. The supervisor wants to know why I didn't perform the job. I said, well, you know, I should have never went down in the manhole because once the fire department said that it was a fire in the manhole one block away and that it was a breathing hazard down there, the air, the quality of the air was supposed to have been tested. The air was not tested. Hmm. I went down there because I was going to try to do the job anyway because the intersection was out and I didn't see any smoke. But when I got to a certain point being lowered down, I couldn't no longer breathe, so I told them to pull me out. I said, but on top of that, the fire department told us not to go in the manhole. So your supervisor wanted you to go down there anyway despite... Mm -hmm. What the fire department said. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you heard the fire department say that or did... Everybody that was there heard the fire department say not to go down there. And they kept telling him, man, just don't go down there. Tell him the fire department said don't go down there. But he's on such a time constraint because the city is fined every day that an intersection is down. Okay. So when they start costing the city money, then they start pushing the, the employees to get the job done. So he was trying to get the job done so that they would get off his back. Despite the fact that it wasn't safe. Despite the fact that it wasn't safe. And me, I'm a stickler for safety because I'm going home to my family. I understand And that. so once they found out that we were told not to go down there, that he did not have the correct safety equipment to make sure it was safe for us to go down there, it was his complaint was thrown out. They told him that he was in the wrong and that if he had went down there and something had happened to him, it would have been on him. He would not have been covered because he had been told by a city official the fire department topped us and he should not have went down there. So because of the fact that you didn't have the personal protective equipment. We didn't have the equipment that we were supposed to have. We didn't have the, the air quality checker. We didn't have anything that we were supposed to have before we went into that manhole. The only thing they had was the harness to drop me in. Wow. So, um, did any, do you know of anything, repercussions that happened with that particular supervisor that, um... Well, he said he didn't want to take the girl out anymore, and I kindly instructed him to address me by my name and not the girl. There wasn't no white man going to call me, an African-American woman, the girl. You were not going to show me that disrespect. Because you couldn't right. have your way. I know that's right. And that's the, that the, the biggest problem that Jai had with me. I don't even think it was the safety issue. It was the aspect that they didn't want me there anyway. It took me three years to get enough hours working as an electrician before I could take a test where I had people who came in behind me. It took them less than a year. They did everything in their power to prevent me from moving up. Um, we had um, a podcast that we were dealing with as far as unfair things that happened in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it dealt with um, promotions and and how to uh, certain employers um, do things to prevent you from getting that promotion, certain hindrances that come into play. And um, so we're going to um, have another podcast in the future, mm -hmm. and we would love to hear more about 
situations like that. Yeah. Um, injustice actually was in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And another incident I could tell about is my job had just recently sent us to classes at the electric company. And while taking those classes, the electric company showed us all the materials that they said does not conduct electricity and under what conditions they do conduct electricity. And one of those things was wood. So uh, we've been told wood does not conduct electricity. While we in there having this class and he's soaking the stick in some water. We looking at him like he crazy, you know, he put a hot dog on the stick and he just talking to us, you know, we proceeding with the class, going on, you know, and everything. And then eventually the he connect the wire to the stick and plug the wire in and the hot dog proceeded to cook. Mm. But we had been told that wood does not conduct electricity. And he said, the wood does not, but the water that it absorbs does. So we ran into a situation where the manhole was full of water because it had rained the night before. Mm. We pumped out the majority of the water. Even still, I had to stand on two crates just so that the, and it still covered the bottom of my foot, the water did. But we had a wooden ladder. And the situation was whereas we had to reconnect to the electrical electric company line. And I said, I'm not doing it. And he said, why not? I said, do you want me to stand on a crate and a wooden ladder? I would have one foot on a crate, a plastic crate, the other foot on a wooden ladder. My feet are still submerged in water. And you want me to, to the, uh, I'm going to get, I'm getting ready to cut into something that if I nick the wire or anything like that, I'm a goner. Wow. Well, if you, and he said, well, if you stand on the ladder, you're fine. Not including to the class we just took at the electric company. Mm. I said, so I'm not doing this. It's a safety hazard. The wood is the, the wood is sitting here soaking in the water. It's getting wet. The water does collect electricity. I'm not putting myself at risk. So I came out the manhole, and he went down there and did it. Mm. But then he was tall enough that he's above the water. Ah. So I'm like, okay, good for you. And, you know, the, uh, the guys at the job told me, I don't know how that girl, I said, first of all, I'm not a girl, I'm a grown lady. They said, they don't know how I be having my supervisors doing my work, but I'm getting paid for it. And I'm like, it's not even that. It's a safety issue. Exactly. So if it can fry the hot dog. It can fry me. Exactly. exactly. That is mm -hmm. so true. That is so true. You know, one thing that I do say when you are going to work, you have to, you have to definitely check the area that you're working around and you know do a check to make sure that it's safe you know because the supervisor if they are not skillful on your safety then you got to be on top of that because that right there is crazy that's like i mean how bad can it be they hide the osha book from me wow that's that's something and i had to call the union from the right. back that is something but did the supervisor even attend that class that um, you attended to know that not, not water? This, not this particular supervisor. Wood. He wasn't in the class, but another supervisor was. But, you know, working with electricity, um, we know that water is a, you know, well, a lot of people know that water is a conduit, you know, mm -hmm. and you can get shocked, you can get killed, etc. cetera. Um, but the supervisor should have known about the wood and the water 
and how you have to think about it. you have you have people have been working with electricity for years and you never think of that because you're told wood does not conduct electricity you never think about the fact that wood has been raining that tree has been absorbing all this rain water uh the lightning hit and i'm touching the tree why you think you toast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why you think that hot dog is like cooked? <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'm woo. And, like, and I really think I said I don't blame the supervisors, but I said, but if you don't care for the people that's working underneath you, I'm like, how do you expect them to respect you? You're putting them in dangerous situations because you're trying to meet a quota. I said, how about they give you the necessary equipment you needed? for us to do it safely and efficiently. And then one of the other problems you ran into was like the racism at the white at the um at the place. The white people had the safety equipment, but they wasn't going into a manhole that day, so they didn't need it. The black crew that needed the safety equipment to go into the manhole to make sure it was safe before they went down there didn't have what they need. But that wasn't an issue. Hmm. Wow. Unfairness in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So um, they give the correct personal protective equipment to the white team that goes in to do the certain job. Mm-hmm. But then the black team, why, why is it that there had to be a black team and a white team? Why couldn't it be an interracial type of thing? That's what um, I, I pointed that out. And I said that the, 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 the units, you have four units to go out. They need to be more diverse, age-wise, experience-wise, and everything else. Yes. I just I just grinded their gears. Mm. Okay. Definitely. And because I, I came, and I said when I came there, what I did is I made them start working safely, correctly, and efficiently. Mm. So who did you reach out to in order to help make that happen? Um... I had to contact the union, which they were very upset. I did, but I was also being groomed to be the next union rep for that facility because I knew more than the union rep that was there. Um, I was being groomed for that position. And when the people came from downtown, they do, um, they do, we did monthly meetings to see how everything was going on. I voiced my opinion. I wanted to know why you have four groups that go out, one white, three black, and the only group that has safety equipment and all the safety gears that they supposed to have and need is the white team. That's all I want to know. And their question was, why didn't they have equipment for each group? Hmm. And and I'm like, if someone's going into a manhole, that is the team. Even if the other teams are not going to the manhole, right. whatever team is going in the manhole, that is the team that needs the equipment. Yes. Not the team that's going to be above ground all day. Exactly. That's a good point, Gwen, that you've been, um, you've been raising about safety in the workplace. Your knowledge of um, certain things with OSHA, whereas you're just an employee, but you're an employee that likes to be informed and like to read up on different things about mm-hmm. safety, and it matters. But the fact is, is that the supervisors are the ones with that special OSHA training um, certain trainings that in dealing with safety for their employees that's not being followed. Like you mentioned, um, it's about getting the work done. It's about the quota. It's about city being fined for every um, traffic um, that's not working properly. Um, so it seems like um, quotas seem to matter more than people's lives. Yeah. I'm going to have a, um, mm-hmm. 
a cook a cookout for the jobs. Yeah. And the white supervisor that I had, me and him had gotten into it before, uh-huh. says to me, you could bring the chicken and watermelon. Oh, I, when, no. I, why did I know that was going on? And there. I turned to him and I said, well, I don't eat chicken and I'm allergic to watermelon, but do you mind telling me why you think I should bring that? I said, maybe you should bring a noose. Oh. Would that be more into what you, what you, you know, what you do? And he was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I said, you should really think before you talk, because there was some real nigger crap yes. you just said out your mouth. Yes. yes. I said, whether you yes. don't like me or not, don't disrespect me, I won't disrespect you. They said, because you don't know what I am. You don't right. you you assuming what I am because my skin is brown. You have no idea. You what know I what? Am. That's something that I have said before. People look at your color. They don't know if you're Spanish. They don't, because you know you got a lot of Spanish people that speak Spanish that are dark complexion. First thing they say, you're black. Well, you or, know, most Spanish people don't know they're black, but it's okay. Hey. True, true, true. But you got some white people who don't know they're black neither. You got quite a few white people who don't know they're black. I, I remember in high school, my, my um, well, I, I was went to school, I always went to right. schools in white neighborhoods. I right. was sent out right. because I was one of the smart ones. Right. And we was doing health, and he was displaying the big A and the little A. Right. And he was telling the white kids there, you have brown, dark eyes and brown eyes and dark hair. Yes. Somewhere in your line. You have African somewhere in your bloodline. Right. He said, because we, we're blind, blue-eyed, green-eyed, red-haired, blinds. Mm-hmm. That's not our natural color. That, that comes from right. interrace mixing. And the white girl started crying because she didn't want to be black. And I turned right. around and said, Amy, we're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and she cried the rest of the day. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. She was, she was very, very upset. I, I just thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, this this has been very interesting, you know, dealing with workplace safety, unfairness in the workplace. Um, when you've been like, <laughs> I've really enjoyed, um, you know, hearing from you. And uh, we want to thank you for being a guest on our, on our podcast. Workplace Radio for us all. And um, now we have our next guest, um, Bill. And um, yes, he's um, going to talk to us about um, workplace safety and um, certain issues and different things that you've encountered. Um, and we look yeah. forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Welcome, okay. Bill. No, thank you. So, yeah, I've worked 35 years on a job in transportation and through the years God has blessed me with the knowledge and a type of knowledge that I never believed that I would have so I went from being a helper and moving up to a supervisor but I took it in a long stretch but over the years, with safety, safety have changed on a job. In the beginning, I didn't want to take the job because uh, 
the year I started, there was a lot of accidents. People were being killed left and right on the tracks, particularly in the uh, signal and power departments. And basically, that's where I would be going. And I didn't understand how in the newspaper so many people were dying. So I went in and I saw the list. They, I took the test, passed the test, and they said, well, here, out of 12 options, you can pick any of the 11. Only um, one of the options that wasn't on there was the electronic department. So I had signals, power, uh, third rail, uh, structure, telephone, lighting, and all other different types of departments that was they asked me to which one you want to go for and I looked at the newspaper I had the time to actually have the newspaper with me sitting in that office and I looked and I said man I'm not taking power three died yesterday and I looked at signals another two the other day I said wow and I looked at lighting lighting didn't have anything I said this is a quiet department what is lighting what they do Oh, they have power. They, they uh, bring the power, take care of all the power distribution as far as EDR rooms, electrical, con ed feeds, and they take care of the lighting of the stations and the lighting of the offices and local areas. So I said, you know, that sounds like a safe job. <laughs> so that's where I applied. I put my check in the box. And then the lady across the desk looked over and she said, hmm, good choice. And I said, well, wow, good. you, you could have just told me what to pick. <laughs> so I went on and I went to the lighting department and my first encounter there was uh, they wanted to take me out to uh, on the tracks. And they wanted what they call it, it's a break-in. They want to break you in on the tracks. Mm. You know, they have this ritual where they take you out and uh, they take you on the track, make sure you're not going to freak out or anything. So I've ridden the trains pretty much all my life, so I know what the train looks like. So I says, okay, I'm going to go out there. But I told the guy that day, I says, look, uh, I thought you guys were going to supply all of the gear and I, I, I figured you, you were going to supply this safety shoes and everything but he says no you have to purchase your own so I says well I'll I could get my shoes by tomorrow you know I could get new shoes but he says we need to take you out today but I only have on sneakers you know it's like a sneaker shoe I have on so he says look we got to get this thing done so let's come on let's go so he takes me out there near Coney Island out area is above ground and you got to remember this is back in 1984 and I'm on the D line, and I don't know if people know about the trains in New York, and I don't know pretty much where this is going, but I'm on the D line, and it's an upper structure. So he tells me, you step where I step, and you do everything I do, and you'll be okay, all right? You just do what I do. Whatever I step on, you step on. I said, yes, okay. So as we went stepping, I made my first, he made his first step, and I saw when he stepped on the, the plank, it went down. And he says, oh, don't worry. I'm not going that far down. Just come on. I'm like, what? <laughs> so 
I, I walked out there with him stepping on what he stepped on, and I was very, very upset. But I said, uh, I, I'm tougher than this. I can handle it. Let me, if he can do it, I can do it. Okay, I'm saying all kinds of things to myself. So we get out there. So now uh, I feel like I'm a little unbalanced, and I happen, when I mean, he said don't look down, why do you tell people don't look down? <laughs> so that's what I do. I look down. And so I decided uh, I better hold on to the rail. Oh, no, don't hold on to the rail. That rail is weak. Don't let, don't depend on that rail to save you. Okay, now I'm a little upset. I, the floor is moving. The whole structure is <laughs> swaying back and forth. It's swaying back and forth, and uh, and I can't hold on to the rail. Now in front of me is the first train I'm going to encounter. Now I didn't know that the train was that big. <laughs> so. I, I'm on the track wow. level. When you're on the platform and you look at a train, all right, you can deal with that. But when you get down on a track and you look at the train, that train is huge. So now the train is coming. I'm standing to the side with him, and he says to me, don't, de don't depend on that rail. And I'm like, the, the whole structure is shaking. What do you want me to do? Don't, just don't put all your weight on that rail. Well, okay. Now, I want you to watch out. As this train goes by, there's shoes that's going to stick out. Don't let it touch you. Oh, my oh goodness. My don't goodness. let the shoes wow. touch me and don't hold on to the rail. Be and careful of the plank. And everything is shaking. And the planks are going up and down. The planks oh are. Goodness. So I says, this is like a Coney Island ride, but the worst. <laughs> so I says, okay. All right. I'm going to try to get through this thing. I say, I'm toughening this thing out. So now the train, he, he slows the train down, the train stops, and then the train proceeds very slowly past us. It's a huge structure passing me. And I'm looking, it's, it's about eight cars of this I got to endure with. And it's heat because of the air conditioning that's coming out the side. It's blowing, of course, it's the summertime. I'm getting extra heat on me. Now I'm like, wow, I'm really hot. So. Finally, this train passes, and I says, okay, uh, I don't feel safe. So I'm saying this to myself, but I'm not saying it to the guy. I'm a little upset about what I just went through. So then he proceeds to, we walk to the station, the next station, and just before we go up, and he says, okay, step over here. Okay, take off your glove, and he takes my glove. Now, he didn't have any gloves. I had the gloves. He said, give me your glove. And he pointed out the rails and began to point out which ones was it. He said, this here is the third rail. And now he says, give me your glove. And he puts the glove on, and he touched the third rail. I was going to faint because I thought for sure he was going to, because I thought if he touched the third rail, he's going to blow right up. Oh, he's going to, I says, what do you want? He touched, he said, see, you can touch the third rail. Just don't ground yourself. I said, oh, okay. Can we get back on the platform now? Yeah. <laughs> so we make it back up to the platform. And I said, well, you know something? Oh, this train is coming. It's the D train. And you got to go to Atlantic Avenue. And I got to go to 161st Street. Uh, I live over there. So uh, I ain't going to be getting off with you. 
and uh, <laughs> you just go ahead on back to the shop, and I'm going to go home. I don't need this kind of job. I don't need to be stressed out like this. I said, he, no, he changes. He starts laughing and changes. He said, oh, no, I have to bring you back to the shop. This guy, whole meaner change, and he says that he has to take me out there and break. Everybody got to go through this break-in. This is what you learn when you first go in. And the ride from those few six stations or so away, he talked me into going back into the shop. Mm -hmm. And this is and this is where I am from that point, and this is where I am today. 35 years later. 35 years after that that he put me through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I say why is it is a blessing from God because God took me from there and then brought me all the way here and showed me so many things. And he brought so many people into my life and so many different people that I would never fathom out ever work around. Chinese, Indian, Russian, you name it, I'm working with it. And I'm working with a vast amount of people, not people for the, they would be from Russia, but different parts, Russian Jews. Russians from they don't even get along with each other. Then you got Chinese. They got they're all split up. The Indian, they all split up. They got different levels. One is at one level. They don't talk to each other and all kind of things. I says, what in the world is going on out here? You got the African. They got their own thing going on. Everybody got something. The Jamaicans. Wow. I got so many people that I'm working with. And then I realized. This is a blessing. I never would ever experience or even have any idea about these different people. So many different people in this world. I was exposed to all cultures. of the yes, to all the different cultures. When I explained to them what my family life was like, they are totally different. Like, oh no! But I get to listen to what they've done and how they their life is. And some of those people, divorce is no, no such thing. Especially wow. in the Indian culture, right, right. there's no such thing as divorce and the way they marry and the different things. And I learned those things. And I made friends of these peoples. And I made friends of Russians. And, you know, uh, Russians, they're some hard people. <laughs> so I, and I made some friends there. And they were very valuable friends. Yes. Now, yes. when we talk about this whole group of people, and then we put safety in there. You got to remember the background of these people, and you're bringing them together. Uh, it, that's dangerous in itself as far as safety because the dynamics with the you have the Italians and the Russians and the little sayings that they say. It's different. It means different things. Right. So. I have one guy, they, he wants to uh, get a Hilti. So he says, to the, uh, he says to the Italian guy, he says, I can't, I'm on, a, I'm, I'm on a mic, so I can't, you gotta see, you actually have to see this. But he says to the guy, I want you to pass me the Hilti. So he goes like this, give me the Hilti. <laughs> oh, that means something else. Oh, In okay. Italian. Yeah. That means it's a yes, yes, it's a yes. very disrespectful. Yes, oh. and so a big fight broke out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh. 
you know, we talking about like give, give him the right, fish. right. Actually, so he says, he says, I dare you. What? <laughs> so now, okay, so okay, now this is just the communication among these different people. I had the Indians, they didn't, they didn't speak to me, and, and I would hear, woo 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 and then, bulla. <laughs> I said, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. When did you say just before that? And so that's that's dangerous when you're working on a, a job where everybody has to communicate. So my thing was, if you can speak English, ev the rule should be everybody, everybody should speak, speak English, English, and that is a safety yes. issue. Yes. So I push that as a safety issue. But um, over the years, it has changed, and they have seemed to reverse what I was pushing for. So after about 30 years, 35 years now, the new rule is that, uh, yes, you can speak in your native language. So as long as you're speaking, not speaking about the job, but how do I know you're not speaking about the job? How do I know? Exactly. So as I said, so now it's not fair. Now I feel unsafe working with the people because they're talking about the job, and we could be talking about, well, should we cut the red wire or the blue wire? And they're <laughs> speaking in their language. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, you cut the wrong wire. And they say, oh, you don't know what to do. Say, wait a minute. English, English, please. I told you to cut this one. No, no, come on now. You should have been speaking English all the while. Exactly. There's a misunderstanding. You can exactly. kill me by cutting the wrong wire. You can get everybody messed up here. Right. So now, but that's the rule that they uh, they decided. Uh, up to now, 35 years later, this is the rule that they decided that they want to go with, that you can speak in your native language, and that was the last that I heard of it. Wow. Now, safety-wise, it is not enough time to actually sit here and tell you the extremes of safety that I've been through. And from when I first started, when we went out into the tunnels, it was kerosene lights. We, we, we lit a, a wick with a match. Today, we have LED lights. So it's a big difference between 35 years. When I, was, when I first started, all the lights in the, on the station was incandescent. Today, as I'm there now, like at least 25% of the stations are now LED. And everything else is fluorescent. So everything has changed over that time. And likewise, safety has also changed. Uh, no longer do we have that list. We have grown out of that list of people dying. Uh, we have come up with more better rules, and the rules are there. It's just that the workers uh, decide not to use them. They know the rules, but they want to take shortcuts. And so because of the shortcut, and they've been doing it so long, they actually build this system of cheating the system, call itself cheating the system. But one day, it just happens that, that the original way that it was meant to be set up, it, that event takes place. And then, somebody gets hurt or killed. And the such event would be setting up flagging. 
flagging you're supposed to set if you're on a track that traffic can move in two directions you're supposed to set it in both directions well we know that the train's only going to run in one direction in the morning and it's going to run in the other direction in the afternoon but still the trains can run in both directions so they decide hey look we only going to be working for 40 minutes it's in the morning and they only going to run in that one direction so they set the flags in that one direction well they've been doing it for years they've been doing it 15 years they've been working out but this one day a train decides to come back on the other track come back on the same track and that's when he got caught out there so one guy ended up getting killed and so that's what happens so we know the rules but we choose to take the shortcut to save ourselves some time to get that little bit of a break or whatever we're going to get out of it hurry up and get off the track or whatever it is or whatever it's just a shortcut but the safety that we deal with is vast. It's, it goes across the board. It's even in the office. Certain rules like don't lean back in the chair. You know, you, you figure, oh, I'm not going to lean back in the chair because, you know, you're going to hurt yourself. But uh, you find people that lean back in the chair. Right, right. And that's it. Now they, they, they're like, well, somebody should have told me not to lean back because they're paralyzed. Now, now, oh, why not? Well, there is a rule. You choose not to obey it. But likewise, now we, we, we have supervisors versus the workers versus actually what they call management. Management would be the superintendents and up. A supervisor would be a foreman. And the workers would be your maintainers. Mm-hmm. So... Now, the maintainer is the one most of the time is going to cut the corners because the supervisor is going to give the maintainer a job and he'll give them a list of jobs or a job and uh, most supervisors will give you enough work for the day unless he's planning to come back later and just add more work to you. He's going to give you enough to cover your whole day. So, now you get that list of work and you decide what you're going to do with your day. Now, you know you can do some shortcuts and get this thing done and be done by 12 o'clock. Have the rest of the day for yourself. But those shortcuts are where we tend to get in trouble. And that's where safety really comes in hand. They, they train these people. And what you got to be careful with, with safety is that you are being trained and you're signing for this thing is being done documented that you are being taught not because they love you because they don't want to pay you and your family when you get hurt for not following the, following the safety now, come rules. On, that is so true. Okay? That is they are so not they are not true. trying to pay you and your family. Okay? They, they don't want that. They they first they I seen a, a case where they said, oh the guy tripped and fell. Oh, but he didn't have no gloves on. What? He didn't have no gloves on. They don't want to pay his family because oh, he didn't have no gloves on. Or the proper shoe. Or the proper shoe. All this, 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 what they call the proper PPE. Personal protection equipment. Yes. Right. They, and so he didn't have that stuff. So they don't want to pay his family. He got killed. So his family's like they say we not because he don't have on any gloves. 
Oh my goodness. So, another thing happened that I want to say. Oh, I think we have another guest coming um, that has something to say. Um, we'll put that guest on hold and um, continue on, okay. and we'll bring him on later. Okay. So, yeah. So, now, what has been done since then is, uh, along with talking with the people, but, as, you know, it's just a habit that they have. But I've seen when an incident happens, people go take gloves and put it on their hands. Mm -hmm. What? Because, oh, whatever's missing. Right, right, right. They didn't have a helmet. Right. Right. They hurt their hand, but they didn't have a helmet. You better have all your PPE. All your PPE. Yeah. Right? So, all right. So, that's where the safety is. You have been tuned in to Workplace Radio for us all. Be sure you tune in for part two where our conversation continues with Bill.